Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Hello, hello. What's going on, all my little cubs? Welcome to episode 51 of The Lion's Den, a Gul Sarai podcast done by the community for the community. Today, I'm your host, Emre, and I'm with my two co-hosts today, Zale and Yasin. I usually start off with my neighbor, um, Yasin, but today mm-hmm. I'm going to give the, the go-ahead to Sale. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing? If I may ask myself that firstly to you as well. How are you doing, Emre? Oh, thank you for asking, bro. Sheesh, (laughs) someone finally thinks about me. (laughs) Uh, Dude, I'm doing good, man. The weather is finally getting warmer here and uh, can't enjoy it more than I have already enjoyed it, man. I hate the cold weather. I don't know about you guys, but I can't ever live where like John lives in Canada. Shout out to John, (laughs) but I can't live there, man. I don't know about you, uh, Yasin. How do you feel about the weather? No, agreed. Uh, lately, it's been great, you know, b- being able to go to work with just uh, no jacket, no vest or anything like that. You know, it feels good being no, able to go No, like on. 50 layers of clothes. Yeah, and then coffee breaks are all the better, you know, in the city, walking around, you know, with coworkers, enjoying the sun, getting some of that melatonin. Um, and just the, the weather, because it makes you feel better, obviously, because it's just nicer outside. It makes everything else that feels good feel that much better. It just amplifies your mood. And I, I, guess exactly. it, I, I guess that's what I would attribute my good feeling to recently. I mean, you know, thank God everything has been pretty well recently. Galsai is doing good. Uh, you know, my friends and family are healthy. We're going into the spring and summer. Uh, my, my favorite two seasons is basically spring and fall because it's neither too hot or too cold. So this this weather is really nice. The trees and flowers are coming out. So everything's good, man. Everything's good. Can't complain. Everything's good, huh? Yes, sir. Good. So when you guys say that it's getting warmer, like what's the temperature like right now? Okay. Because uh, over in the Netherlands, it's still uh, kind of, I would say kind of cold. It's like around 8 to 10 degrees Celsius. I know we have to convert it to, to Fahrenheit for you guys, but... Well, yesterday it was 29 degrees celsius and today is hovering around 23 24 yeah yeah it was like that's good right yeah it was like 80 something degrees this this past week was really good and i was joking about my co-workers like during the week it was great but obviously we're in the office working and then you're heading into the weekend hoping that the weather is just as good for you to like do things that you actually like outside and this weekend it kind of actually got cold you know it was a bit rainy now it's, you know, 67 where I am, which is 20 degrees Celsius. And I'm not complaining. That's still good. But like it wasn't as good as it was during the week. But hopefully it maintains like this and just gets better over the next few weeks. 65, huh? Okay. So that's like 19 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Still so, very good. Yeah. Uh, right. And, exactly. and, and another, another question. Don't you guys have like weak genes like me? I have hay fever. So even though I, I wouldn't really like the spring... Man, it sucks, man. I have like a running nose. Uh, I get itchy eyes, etc. Don't you guys have that too? Or are you guys blessed? Some people have it. Like for me, I don't have it. Like it's not as consistent. I'll mm. have it in the fall. Like I always get like some sort of like small cold in the fall. Like when we transition from like summer into like uh, fall. 
mm-hmm. always get something like that. But no, uh, I don't know. I don't have the the Nordic genes to go into the winter. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, allergies. Thank God, you know. Uh, one of the few, Let it stay that one way. of the some of the genes yeah. that I'm really blessed with, I suppose. I don't, I don't have any allergies, you know, around this time. I do get sick pretty much every year around January when it's cold, runny nose, runny eyes for like a week or two. But otherwise, I, I'm pretty fine. Yeah, in spring we're good. We just pop a Claritin and we're uh, Gucci. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Claritin well, let, is like let, allergy medication. So let, let's, for those let's who hope know. it stays that way. As as you as you guys know, like allergies, you can get them pretty late on as well. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. This way. Immune system is just like ugh. because in my household, right? Uh, I think I have this allergy thing for my mom, but I, I always remember my dad always being like, "That's uh, ah, probably nothing, etc." And he got the hay fever too. I think about like five or six years ago, like pretty recent. So yeah, never be uh, never. Uh, yeah, people can develop allergies mm-hmm. to random things. Like, oh, you drink coffee, right? Yeah. Like thirty years, you'll drink coffee, and all of a sudden, you just develop an allergy. It's crazy, actually. Yeah. Can you also develop well, that if you have coffee in your veins, like Yasin, or? Say, you have what? Say it again. Coffee in your veins. veins? <laughs> coffee <laughs> in your veins. <laughs> Well, I hope that doesn't happen because then I might be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't inject yourself with caffeine every time you wake up? What? Me? No, no, I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, Yasin. Uh... <laughs> so, they, they, I mean, lately I've been, you know, dieting, uh, doing a different type of diet and just naturally looking up, um, you know, what sci- you know, scientists, doctors have to say about, you know, your health and when you eat and when you don't eat certain things and i just learned recently and this is probably like well-known knowledge for most people but you really should not be drinking coffee caffeine or caffeine i should say uh w- w- within the first like two three hours you wake up you should let your body naturally wake up you know from from the sun and just getting movement going before you have your first sip of additional you know supplemented caffeine such as coffee or tea so I, I used mm-hmm. to like, you know, there were times where if I'm waking up early, I would like right away, hot black coffee, get, get the body going. But you shouldn't be doing that apparently. Like you should wait and a couple hours. And why is that? Drop it, the facts, it, boy. I mean, I, I don't know the exact science details behind it, but you know, the guy was basically saying like, it's just healthier and better for your body to, you know, wake itself up on its own before getting extra supplements. Because I, I think it might also just deteriorate the effect of that caffeine or that source if you have it too early and you might also grow some sort of dependence on it as well which makes sense in theory or you know if, if, yeah, if your you're... tolerance goes up as well exactly and i think that applies for pretty much anything you know sugar whatever it is right but, um so I'm, I'm doing my best to kind of just wait till you know 9 10 a.m before having my first sip of caffeine every day because i usually wake up between 6 6 yeah. and 6 30 luckily but... uh l- luckily you're not dependent on it right no, I, w- I, I wouldn't say I'm dependent on it, but I, I'm <laughs> sure if if I go a work day without having any caffeine, um, I'm going to be having headaches or my performance might not be as good and as efficient the first couple of days to a week that I'm trying to adjust. But yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> right. We might, we not like most of us probably aren't as dependent as Yasin on caffeine, but what we are dependent on is Gosserai doing good. Nice so, transition. Mo- moving into our, uh, <laughs> thank you, um, Gosserai news as of late. So, there's been quite a bit of uh, stuff, but yes, go ahead, Yasin. I don't actually mean to cut you off before we get into the news and 
I, th- I think it's worth. I think I did. I did. <laughs> uh, and I said, I'm sorry, but I'm actually not because I think this is necessary. Um, I, I think we have a lot of new listeners um, on the on the podcast uh, based on stats, numbers. Uh, and if you look at our other platforms like Twitter, we've really grown. And a huge shout out to our main two contributors to our Twitter page. And if, if, if you follow us on Twitter, I'm sure you're well aware that that, that thing is going constantly up to date with all the news uh you know the goals reactions player reactions social media pla- uh like golf side main page reactions and you know that that golf side main page has been on fire and so has ours so huge shout out to summit our main host who is one of the contributors and to eden um he's not on the podcast as, as a speaker but he is our i guess you can call him our social media manager some of the guys that we have listening today for the first time they maybe they would have never heard of Golf Side Lines Den podcast if it wasn't for Eden and his contributions on Twitter. So huge thank you to him and Summit. Uh, John is primarily responsible for our media. So huge shout out to him as well. Some of the other guys sprinkle in some tweets and you know reactions here and there too. But uh, if you're listening for the first time, thank you. Welcome. We have a lot of great episodes that were in the past that maybe if you have time, you can listen to. But Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and um, if you have any uh, from, I guess I'll mention it now, but we'll mention at the end as well. If you have any recommendations on how we can do things better, please let us know. Um, And then I guess I'll leave it to you, Emre, to continue (laughs) where uh, I cut you off from. Apologies. If 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 that's okay with you and Ansal, if you don't have anything else to add, may I may I uh, get into the the agenda? You have anything to add, Sali? No, uh, you got my permission. You can start. Really? Okay, thank you so much. Um, all right, guys, my little cubs, thank you for joining us today, episode 51. We have quite a bit of stuff on the agenda. Well, one thing I really wanted to talk about before we get into the few games that we didn't talk about till now, the Bushuck game and uh, the Kai City game. Let's start with the Bushuck Shade game. We lost that game 2-3, uh, and most would say we didn't play our best game. I disagree. I think we played pretty decent. There's a couple of things I can criticize the coach about, um, but there's another thing that happened that I didn't really expect to happen. Two guy Kitimola resigned from being sports. You know that that the uh, the program with all the you know very unbiased you know <laughs> people that program. Uh, what he came out and said was he wasn't allowed to really be himself. He was constantly censored, and he. Just said, I'm done with this, and he just left. He was on Sporgajisit. And I don't know if he was on Sporgajisit, but I was seeing that that they were the source, and they're usually pretty good about these things. So uh, what do you guys think about this? I I, I don't know. <clears throat> I didn't think he would actually resign with the way he was going, but uh, there he is. It happened. And they still haven't found anyone to replace him yet. I mean, the fact that he resigned due to him, well, as you just mentioned, uh, being uh, suppressed and not really being able to talk about, in this case, like uh, the refs that, uh, well, referee our games, specifically the Bashak Shader game where, you know, some, you could say, scandalous uh, moments did erupt. I, it is, how should I put it? It is, it is telling that he leaves for this reason, um, that he probably just has had enough. And yeah, in this case, it's it's also I would say a sign of a pro, uh, indirect protest. I can't really come out of my words uh, that well right now, but I see it more as a protest type of move, just to you know completely resign from being, send a message to the fans as well. 
that enough is enough and you know this Lala Orta slash MHK thing needs to be taken more seriously uh, right and call for justice pretty much that um, I don't think that's gonna do anything cause they're just so super blatant about it if if they can go curse at Galserite without getting into trouble I think they would it's, it's come to that point that I've seen with how blatant they are with their bias towards the other teams and you can see that Galserite is not welcome and you see like as of late, there's a lot, there's a mass exodus of um, TV reporters, and they go on YouTube and create their own uh, YouTube channels, right? And then you see them being able to talk freely there. Well, most of them, not all of them, obviously, there's still some, you know. Um, but yeah, most of them are pretty, pretty much yeah, leaving these big channels and starting their own channels. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not, right? Like, why not? I. And also you say yep. that, yes, I mean, this in itself, of course, uh, won't do much, but it, it, you, sh- you should see the same as, uh, for example, uh, turning it to politics. Like one vote in itself, of course, doesn't mean a lot, but if more and more uh, people start... Yeah, it accumulates. You know, ex- exactly, it starts to accumulate. And at some point, they do have to at least look at it or address it or, you know, do something about it because this can't continue. Right. Not healthy for and- sport in general. Yes, and do you have anything else to add before I go a little bit more into the detail of the game? No, I think, uh, Emery, you've said this many times before, you know, being sports is obviously biased and it's it's no surprise that a lot of analysts, you know, prior players that go on there don't stay too long, especially the Galsai ones. You know, is it coincidence or not? I guess, you know, you make your own determination on that. Um, but, you know, I, I, f- I have mixed feelings about Tugai and this situation because... Earlier in the season, when Galsai was getting absolutely butchered by the refs and Tefefe, you know, before Adam Tumor came out and, you know, really put his hand down on the situation, you know, we were complaining, fans were complaining about all that's been going on, the lack of decisions, you know, act, you know, actually unbiased decisions, not necessarily in our favor, but just what's actually accurate, what's going on in the game. And Tugai Kerimo, I don't remember which game it was after, but in a post-match conference, he basically said, Galsai fans, like, you know, I'm summarizing it here, don't quote me, but he was saying, like, what, you, what is everybody complaining about? Like, you, everybody's complaining too much. This is, this is the reality of the case. You know, Galsai needs to play on the field or something like this. I don't remember the exact quote because it was earlier in this season. But I re- know what you're saying. But it really turned off a lot of Galsai fans and media and he fell from, you know, uh, in Turkish we say, yüzümüzden düştü. I think that's, I think that's what they're saying, yüzümüzden düştü, I believe. Yeah, he fell from grace. Fell from grace, you know. I, I really lost a lot of respect for him after that. And I personally stopped listening to him. Previously, I really knew I, the bias ex- existed on being sports. But being the Galsai and Turkish football lover fanatic that I am, like you guys, I still like to get different opinions, even though I don't disagree with it. After that comment from him, I completely stopped listening. So I actually just found out that he left being sports recently. I guess I missed it on Twitter, but you know, apparently this happened last week or so. Good riddance. I mean, good for him that he stepped up. I guess better late than never. But you know, I'm sure he'll show face on Volley or Not Sport or one of those other YouTube channels that you just mentioned, because at the end of the day, the guy has, you know, a name for himself and people will still listen, especially if he's more free to say what he wants. But, I, you know, I have a sour taste with him. Hopefully it works out for him and, you know, Galsai Jamia, you know, as a fan base. But that's all I really wanted to say. I guess we can probably move on from that one. I don't blame Tugai. 
it, it's it's a hard world out there. Sometimes you gotta lick the boots of other people to get to places, especially in Turkey, because we know how it works in uh, in Turkey. But moving on, why do I talk about this? Why did two guy Kidimola uh, quit? Well, it's pretty much the recent events. You know, we've been getting butchered since the Custom Pusha game, and well, we got butchered in the Istanbul Başakşehir game, the Turkish Cup game. Look. We didn't play our best game, but I don't think we played our worst game. Uh, it ended 2-3. Goals that we scored were from Khan Ihan, which Mauro Cardi assisted. And the second goal, another goal from Mauro Cardi, and that came from a Zaniolo assist. So we can say um, this is where we saw the comeback from Cardi because he's been starting to perform really well, especially <laughs> the last game, which we'll talk about. But the coach decided this game to act a little rash and go with a few rotations. In, in hindsight, you probably would have thought, ah, this team is good enough without them. We'll, we'll probably do all right. But then, you know, we lost. So those rotations were mainly Khan Ihan in place of Nelson. And we started with um, Miso instead mm-hmm. of Sergio Oliveira that game. Also, and the third one I would say is another one is uh, Zaniolo started instead of Rashica. So three players out from our main XI. Um, this one game, I don't know. Bashak came ready and prepared because they had a game plan in place, which probably wouldn't have worked out as well if these players were present in the game. Their main consistent threat was getting the like balls in the back to uh, take advantage of that little displacement between. Khan and Abdukidim. You can, oh, and I forgot, Kazem Karatash was also, I don't know if you consider him a rotation, lads, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, left, they, left they, back they, is like we have like no really, yeah, set like player. it is the, the, it's like put four names in a box and just randomize it, and then that's the player that's probably going to play the, like, the week like of the, the game. Play that, like the play that has plays, uh, played most on that position still is Patrick van Aanholt, strangely enough. Of course, yes. not always as a starter, <laughs> but. <laughs> Jesus, that's how random this this position is. But you get my point. Anyway, listen. There was two positions. I would say that's really, really, like, really bad. The The goal that they scored were uh, Sadar Güler. Um, he did an overhead kick and Khan Ihan was going in towards uh, his, like, leg. He did an overhead kick and they gave the goal. They didn't give the foul. But the same game, the same refs, um, they gave a foul to Zaniolo, who did the same thing in their a box. So there's 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 one, and then the second one was a penalty, was a handball, bro. I don't know if you guys remember, but Icardi was going up. I think it was with Duarte into the air, and Duarte literally hits the ball with his elbow. Like he lifts his elbow to hit the ball, and they didn't go to VAR for it. There was another penalty call earlier, which could have been like, eh, hey, all right, I get it. It's not as blatant, but this one was super blatant. They didn't give the penalty. So these are the main points I wanted to talk about and get your guys' reaction on it. Like, what's going on with VAR? What, what like, I'm, I'm pretty the sure he collected question. cobwebs <laughs> until, that, until the last game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Sade. Yeah, Sade, go ahead. Or ask him, please, someone, hurry up. <laughs> It's, it's uh, as you mentioned before, it's the age-old question, what happened to VAR? Why is it, why does it seem like it's always just not in our advantage? The, the Serdar Güler one, 
um, where he put his, you know, foot up kind of high. I'm a bit more lenient on that one. Um, just my my view on Me it. too. Me too. But the thing is, they did the same thing. We did the same thing and they called the foul on Zaniolo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that thing, of course, that because uh, it doesn't count for them, but it does count for us, you know, the foul itself, then you'll again start questioning again. Like, huh, why is this? Why is it not, you know, as we say, fair and on the same ground, basically. Uh, but the other one, the handball, it's just... Like, come on, man. That's that's so that's like so obvious that it is a handball. Um, he didn't even have his hand in like a supernatural position. It wasn't tied to his uh, own body as well. I forgot the defense name. I think it was indeed Leo Duarte. And they didn't even check it. Like again, it's the same thing. Like okay, maybe the ref didn't see it. I I think he should have seen it, but they didn't even check uh, check that position at all. And then you start questioning mm-hmm. again. Like why does this happen again? I know it's a cup game and, you know, the importance difference from fan to fan. I myself do find it important. I, sh- I think we should just win all prizes where it's possible. But it's, at this point, like, am I surprised? No. Am I disappointed? Yes, of course I am. But yeah, th- that's, yeah. that's just my view on it. I'm just, I'm just really tired of it, uh, seeing it match in, match out. Um, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I agree. There's, yeah. there's really not a lot more to say. Uh, inconsistent calls and terrible decisions in refereeing in, the, in our league, you know, color me surprised. And unfortunately, this one costs us uh, not just the game, but the cup. Because I think, you know, once we get past these guys, we we had a pretty decent road to uh We know, were going to play Ankara Gidjur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, to not spend too much more time on this game, I do want to add one more thing, though. And that's that's the decision of the lineup. Um, you know, I'm that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you think about the rotations? Because what Okan Hoja said after the game was that uh, Nelson and uh, Rashitsa were rotations because they were playing. They were tired because they came from the national team or whatever. That's one of the things he said. I, I like. Oh, but what about Sergio Oliveira? Why did he mm-hmm. decide? Why do you think he decided to bench him? The first part of your comment about being tired, I get it, but you know, it's a, it's a big game. We had a just, bye just, week. We, we, bye week the following week, right? I believe it was. Um, yeah. After this one, I, I'm gonna add that too. But just because we beat, I'm not saying that Okan thought like this, but you know, just because we beat Bachakshir seven nothing away, that doesn't mean we're gonna have an all of a sudden easier time or an okay time playing them now, right? Because Bachakshir. In their mind, any any team that we play in the cup going forward, now that we're not in any other team that's in it, they're giving their all because they don't have a shot at the Super League anymore. That's between us and Fenerbahce. But they have a shot at still winning a trophy and getting a place in Europe because of the mm-hmm. Turkish Cup. So they're giving their all. They're putting their 100% focus in it, you know? Um, yeah. So we have to go into the match with the same thinking. I So Frederick Micho started over Sergio. And to your point, Sergio was not on international duty. So he didn't have that excuse of being tired. And the only logical reason that I could think of playing Frederick over Sergio in this game was because of his hero- heroic performance the prior game, uh, four days before that one against Adana Demirspor, where he scored the, the goal in the 86th minute to take us... The Forma Adalet yeah. that Okonoja has. It, look, format diet is a beautiful thing. I love it. You know, I, I, I think if a player deserves it because of his performances, they should play more than they were before. Keyword more than before they 
before because that doesn't mean they should all of a sudden start. And that's what happened with Frederick. Right. The difference between starting Frederick and Sergio is how you shape the game from the get-go. A player like Sergio, who's been in our starting lineup for most of the season, by now, because of his you know experience, he's a very good footballer too. He has good IQ on the game and the position he plays. He understands the tempo that we need to start the game, how it needs to pass the ball, how it needs to get everybody involved, and just distribute the ball who he needs to distribute it to because he has an ability. When you take a guy like that out of your starting lineup and you put in Micho, all of a sudden, the way that the team starts off and shapes that game is entirely different. I'm not saying Micho doesn't deserve more minutes or you know uh, he's not capable of having a hand on any given game because he did that the prior game. But we just lack that presence when a guy like Mertens, when a guy like Kerem, when a guy like Icardi, or in this case, Sergio, is not starting. The rest of the guys on the field now have more, more responsibility to be able to shape the game in, time, in ways that they're not normally accustomed to doing. So I think that made a big impact as well. Misho is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But starting him over Sergio, I think, affected our performance. And same thing with, I guess, now in this case, uh, Nelson. You know, Kanaihan is a decent center back. But uh, I think, Emre, you mentioned it before, but, you know, his ability to kind of keep that, you know, uh, high pressure in the midfield, like, you know, the high line, the way that Abdukerim mm-hmm. or Nelson does is not the same. And that's not to say mm-hmm. he's not capable of it, but... This is just our style of football and the way that we play. Nelson was not necessarily as good as, as you know, the high pressure now as he was last year or at last year as he is now. That's because Okan Buruk and the coaching staff was able to teach that to him. And now he's able to do it. Kanaihan might be perfectly capable of doing this just as good, if not better than Nelson next year if he stays. But the fact that he came from a different team and he's only been here for, you know, two, three months... It's going to take him time to get adjusted to that. And I think that affects us too. Our def- our defensive performance last game against Basakshir was not very good. I-, I don't know if you guys agree with that. Right. But I think that's where we kind of got, where we lost the game, our defense. Usually we have like immense defense. This is the first game all season. I think we conceded three goals, more than two goals. So yeah. you can definitely tell there is an issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, Kazim John also... He's not the regular, and I felt like I, I wouldn't put the game on Cosm John, but I do feel like they found a lot of uh, open space behind Cosm John. Yeah, he's very attacking. Whereas, mm-hmm. where yeah, he's like the polar opposite of Adekugbe, where Adekugbe re- prefers to stay back and just defend and uses you know strength and speed to defend. And, uh, whereas Cosm John, by the way, that's does uh, not s- that's uh, Sam for you, uh, Yasin. Uh, that's uh, who's uh, who who is talking about. But yeah, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Adekugbe, Yasin. But, All right. Yeah. That, um, that, and Nelson, so, right? Yeah. It's 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 a shame because that game we had a lot of possession, a lot of attacks. Um, again, I, the one thing that the Hoja does that tilts me is putting Gomez and Icardi in the same time. Like I, I just don't recall a game where we won. We made a comeback with them two on the field. Maybe it was like one game. But apart from the header from Gomez that came off the post, I felt like we regressed way more than we actually like progressed. And and that was like in the 80th minute plus the extra time, like 20 minutes of our game was just completely gone. Like I, I really hope down the line, the Hoja instead of Gomez, I know he's trying to keep everyone happy, 
but like use Zani Olo as your your second uh, striker that you want to put in with Cardi because they're like not the same you know mm. profile. Yeah, Gomez mm. is slow, man. He's if you're gonna <laughs> put Gomez, that's like when you have no other option. That's your last ditch effort to get something. Look, Gomez is the man. He's the guy. He's that. He's a mensch. Okay, he's a mensch. He if he, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here right now. Okay, but we hold on, please, please, for the love of God, please. And um, again, I think we covered most of it. I wanted to get more into detail regarding the the Kai City game. I just but wanted there's to more add stuff. The, just add uh, wanted to add one more thing on the rotation part. Just mm-hmm. the way I see it is. Um, yeah, about like the players being tired or not. I, I think that's also more a way just to protect your own players rather than saying, yeah, I, I just right. wanted to give them a chance and they didn't live up to it, um, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, the rotations, we didn't rotate that much, but it was just a case of if it did work out, then yeah, Okan is a genius. And if it didn't, well, you then ask questions like this, like, hey, why did he actually do it? It's just like it, uh, it, it worked yeah. in the Alanya game, but it just mm-hmm. didn't work here. It's just a toss of a coin, and yeah, it didn't work, unfortunately. Even though we were the more dominant uh, team, I would say it would have worked if VAR worked, right? <laughs> that's that's also true. Um, but so, yeah, so uh, it's too bad, but yeah, we can move on from this uh, and go on to speaking the of game. uh, the well, actually, you know, I forgot to mention this, but Icardi got a fine. For an Instagram post, guys, Instagram post criticizing the the, the game, uh, and they were trying to ban him, like give him a couple of game suspensions. But um, uh, I forgot what his name was, but a Galatasaray member in you know the the in the committee that hands out fines and bans stopped them from giving Icardi a match ban or or multiple because. His case was that, oh, if George Jesus can go and say, oh, the game is played on the tables, not on the field, and get no fines other than, you know, like financial fines, then Icardi wasn't going to get it either, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. Like, like a lot of people fought over this, and people are arguing, oh, Icardi should have, you know, gotten a, um, a ban because of this. And they were comparing it to the Osai Samuel which I clearly remember him saying the Freps are shit. Like he was complete. like he cursed at them and he directly targeted them. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no further comments on that apart from, you know, I think some Fenner fans particularly didn't like the fact that we had somebody, you know, speaking to Tefefe to, you know, kind of guide the uh, punishment for Cardi, but in reality that's how things are run right like you know there's organizations and there's representatives um you know in the government you know every state has its representatives for you know the federal government in the united states and they they speak on behalf of the people that they represent and from my understanding and in general and they have representatives from clubs that can have some input you know you 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 need to yeah, hear all them have it, different bro. perspectives and reasonings because maybe they didn't think about it, right? There's past precedents all the time, but does an organization always do a perfect job thinking of every prior example? No, but our representatives might. So they might be able to be like, okay, here in this case, Osai did this, Jesus did this, X person did this, Sali did that, Emre did that. And that's why I think that Icardi should not get a match ban. 
And they apparently found it a reasonable argument, which makes sense. And they didn't give it to him. That's it. Move on. So I don't see mm-hmm. anything suspicious or weird about it. If they did give him a game ban, I think that that would have been suspicious and weird. But fortunately, that's not the case. Right. They all, mm-hmm. They'd all love him to get <laughs> banned, wouldn't they? Because they, they're scared of Icardi, bro. Yeah. They know what's ha- what's coming to them. They know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and other news. Oh, this is one thing. Hopefully, this is our same fate as well. But our man, Albert Riera, actually clinched his title with Olympia Ljubljana. So, props to him, man. I don't know. Maybe one day in the future, we might see one Albert day. Riera. <laughs> one day. Well, not that. Not, it's, it's not today. Good, but one no. day. Ah, at some point. Good. At some point. Yeah, good for him. I mean, I think he deserves that. Yeah. I don't know. I think we. Bro, it's nice to see our players doing well as coaches, man, because it like gives me hope that we don't have to rely on other coaches that we, you know, that we tried and it didn't work out with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not like good to have a plan B. Yeah, for sure. C, mm-hmm. D, and stuff going forward. And I, th- and I thought but he yeah. did a decent job when Ted and brought him as an assistant, one of the few small examples oh, of Ted and bringing a proper assistant for Galsai and <laughs> you know in, in this case it worked out I remember him having a good impact I liked his body language and his reactions on the sideline uh, I think he had a good interaction with uh, Kerem uh, when he was here as an assistant and hey Albert mm-hmm. Riera got booed by his own fans at this uh, th- this team uh, Olympia booed? Yeah, bro yeah. this man got threatened <laughs> in the press conference bro the guy the mobs came after him he's like that's true man. told him to leave Otherwise, mm-hmm. they were gonna like murder the man. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, and he, dude, <laughs> that's the least of his worries. Yeah, and he kept his head up, and he won the league. I think he had first place on lock for most of the season. I think they had a couple hiccups, but if you follow him on social media and Instagram, he always kept his he kept his head up. I think his team got screwed by refs as well. Um, so you got that uh, Galsai DNA. The, the Galsai, <laughs> I got that Galsai DNA. <laughs> but he won, so good for him. Hopefully, up um, a winner. Yeah, keep that winner mentality. And winner like you blood. said, would love to see him back at Glossai sometime in the future when he establishes mm-hmm. and proves himself in some maybe better teams before Glossai. So TBD. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Of course, you can like question the level, but in the end, he did it as a well head coach, right? Or manager or whatever you want to call it and not I know. as an assistant manager. So, exactly. you know, it's mm-hmm. a good first step. And uh, yeah, hopefully you may have a, a very good career after this. And at some point, if he's you know, worthy of our level, you know, he may coach us. So yeah. let's uh, wait and see. <laughs> well, let's wait and see. All right. What I'm pretty sure most people don't want to wait for is the Kaiseida game. All right. So Yasin <laughs> usually put us into the games. Why don't you take this one from me, brother? Okay. Okay. So um, after a bye week, unfortunately, um, we're finally back into things. Um, we played against and Kaiser. no more bye weeks, by the way. No more bye weeks. Point that out. No more. You know, keep me honest. Finally, here, bro. No more international breaks either, right? Is that correct? No, that's correct. No more uh, international breaks. Hallelujah! Because for the last few months, basically since unfortunately the earthquake happened, we had a lot of breaks. The earthquake, bye weeks, this, that, World Cup. Mm-hmm. World Cup, man, it's just we we lost that feeling of consistency and hopefully this game was to be the start of that again and boy did it turn out to be, right? So we'll discuss all that details, but 
Kaiserispor, uh, they, they seem to be our kryptonite in some way. We obviously proved that wrong today, but I believe we haven't been able to beat Kaiserit in our last three matches. Um, so there was some worry going into that one. Um, to be exact, actually, exact, yeah, our last three games. Last game, we lost 2-1. Before that, we tied 1-1. And before that, we lost 3-0. So it's been some time since Kaiserit got zero points for us and... Um, so that was that was kind of the tone going into this one. Our lineups um, start with Galsai. I probably only really care about Galsai on this one, but we had Muslera Net uh, on the right side. We had Sacha Bowie on the left. We had Sam, and in the middle we saw the return of Abdulkirim and Victor Nelson together. And honestly, that was kind of shocking, right? Because Abdulkirim Bardakci was rumored to have you know a back issue or some other injury problems coming into this one. So that was a pleasant surprise. In the midfield, we saw the return of our best duo, which is Lucas Torreira and Sergio Oliveira. On the wings, we had Keram and Rachitza. In the middle, we had Mertens. And up top, we had Icardi. So for me, uh, I'm curious what you guys think about it, but this was a, pretty much a very ideal lineup. The only question mark, I suppose, in parentheses question mark, is Sam. And that's because you might argue Kazimjan, but you know he, we definitely needed a, uh, a Turkish player. I think he was the weakest, you know, um, you know, foreigner. I guess he's not even included. But we definitely needed a Turkish representative at that left back position, and it was basically between him and Kazimjan. And Kazimjan wasn't even the team squad, so I don't even, you know, I have no hiccups with it, right? Like if you're not playing Sam there, who else are you going to play? So I thought it was a very ideal eleven. What do you guys think about that? Just like you mentioned, very ideal. It's the exact same lineup that we had uh, at the Adana game, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing really that I can say about the lineup. Mm -hmm. It's just as good as it goes. Right, Demir? I mean, there's probably nothing else uh, on it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) What are you thinking? Why are you thinking that? Maybe I have something to add. But, guys... I got nothing to add. You guys pretty much... (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> I, you know what I'll add before the game? Um, Kayseri Spore, not Kayseri Spore, Fenerbahce um, came out and uh, criticized, you know, Kayseri Spore for staying at Dursun Ozbek's Point Hotel. You know, the hotel they've been staying at since 2017 and accusing them for uh, selling the match because they're staying at his hotel. As if, you know, they're that desperate for about one or two K dollars worth of hotel you know prices and stuff <sighs> trying to get under the skin of everyone and you know what it completely backfired in their face because their president shat on them but i i'll talk about that later in depth they're, they're mm-hmm. such losers man i swear like part of my job you know my last one and current one you know in, in finance and business is you you try to understand related parties and affiliated transactions right but by that is like if if you are doing your business, whatever it is, and you interact with another party that has, you know, different interests than you and you guys help each other out in some way, some form, you have to understand the materiality and the importance of that transaction, right? You know, uh, in this case, Fenerbahce is saying, hey, Kaiser Sport is a team in the league that's competing against Galatasaray, against Fenerbahce, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're getting a little favor or some sort of relationship with Galside, the team that they're about to play against, by staying in the president's hotel in Istanbul, like, yeah, what what happened? Like, did did what's the possibility here? Right? Like, are we is our not hot- just Kayseri Sport? Uh, um, 
many teams come to the point hotel by the way i wanted to add it's just not guys that it yeah, plenty like, of teams like what's what's gonna happen from this like to your point are they are they gonna save a couple extra grand because they're gonna sell us the game like is, is that what's going on here you know are we, are we are is, our, is our staff is our hotel staff gonna get you know uh instructions from dursun uzbek galsai bashkan to say hey put this in their food, undercook this, do that, <laughs> so that the next day they have a difficult time playing against us. Is that what's going on here? And our, and our club, most beautiful reaction possible, right? Like, they're like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Do, do we have to question the, uh, you know, the the bus that uh, Kayseri Spore or the airplanes that they're using because they're related to Ali Koch and his million companies under his holding, right? Ali Koch, Koch Holding, if you don't know already, is one of the biggest conglomerate businesses in Turkey. They Anything that you have in your home, the average Turkish citizen has some relation to Ali Koch and his holding, right? Like, are we are we going to question that too? Are we going to, like, I think he has Opel. All of Turkey is corrupt. Shut the league down right now. Like, what's going on? You eat Ülker. <laughs> What's related uh, products or have Archidik in your house? <laughs> You're all shy, baby. Like, what's, You're all corrupt. What's going on here? And I love the last comment in that tweet by us. Like, Fahrenheit Bacha, like, is this really the levels that you are working with here? Like, is this really the level that this you want to bring yourself down, down to? Like, come on, grow up. And that's been the message from Dursun Uzbek and Erdan Tumor for the last couple of months that Fahrenheit Bacha is really trying to play childish games with us about like we're not stooping to your level like you're gonna try and pull us into this bullshit childish reaction on social media <laughs> but we're not having it and this was another way like, of us kind of answering them which i absolutely loved like am i the <laughs> am i the only one who like when i read this i'm like for real like are they for real i can't even believe that they like think in this way it is a conspiracy theorist like you know pizza gate type stuff like come on like this this goes way too far and you, as a professional club like this from the official account too right they just yeah. suddenly yeah have like a full friend this is not from like alcoholic or anything this is yeah, from their exactly. official club this is from their official club account they have a, a thread of like i think there's like six or seven tweets with like pictures are like oh see the buses are right in front of their hotel oh look at what they're doing etc i'm like like come on grow up please like you have better things to focus on, like for example, winning uh, your games and like big games, etc. Bro, this like, is how they win, though. This is how they win because they start shit and trying to like, you know, get the other team like mad, riled up, upset, yeah. and riled up. Oh, you think we're gonna um do this? You think we're selling the game? We'll show you. We're gonna play our best. That's the kind of reaction they're trying to get out from uh, Kai City Sport. Not only did it backfire in their face, but it made us, I think, more enticed to win the game mm -hmm. so that's, and it's good that we stay blew up in the face at least that that's also a thing it's good that we just mock them a bit but you know not go as far as they do but uh yeah we gave them a nice response and a nice response in the game right yeah sin absolutely i mean where do where do we start I, I i apologize we we took this long to get started with the most important topic but obviously there was a lot to talk about um, and no, we had to go into that. We, that, that. That's something that needed to be addressed. For sure, for sure. I mean, 6 nothing, right? Goals across. Quite a few different names, but our main striker, Icardi, you know, wasting no time to get on the score Here's sheet. You know, before halftime, he had a hat-trick, uh, a penalty. Um, I guess you can say two penalties. One of them was saved, and then he put it back in. But a beautiful assist by Kedem, finding Icardi on the left side behind the defenders. 
absolutely had the defender spinning, goalie wondering which way he's going to go, slotted in the bottom left corner. You had Rashica doing his thing, absolutely outstrengthening, you know, using his physique, his strength, and speed to get down the right side. Beautiful finish between the go- uh, the defender's legs into the left corner. What better start could we have really asked for from our team? I mean, what did you guys think in that first half? Uh, I kind of just laid out the main items out, but there definitely is a lot to talk about. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's tons, bro. I want to touch up on the guy that I've been uh, criticizing the most all season. Can you guys guess who I'm talking about? Sergio? Sergio, yeah. Yes, sir. I think this was one of Sergio's best games for Galatasaray, if not the best game. I think it's part of that is the way the Hoja utilized him. He's not utilizing him like he used to. What I've seen the Hoja, Okon Hoja do is bring Sergio more to the lines. So like I saw him on the left line a lot and on the right line a lot, just distributing balls from that left side. I don't know if it's because we get kind of stuck in the wings quite often. But there was tons of times where I see him get the ball from like a throw from Adekugbe or Sasha Boe. And then he would just like move the game around, move the flow, throw, um, put in some like through balls, you know, consistently. And dude, he was just making that, like like you said, Yasin, they were like in a daze at most times because they didn't know what to do. Like, should we press them? Should we not? You know? Because he's just constantly moving the ball around and he's been immense. He like, it's the biggest difference from the, from the Bushak Shade game, if you ask me. Like, you can really feel his presence not being there when he's not on the field. Mm-hmm. But this game in particular, <laughs> oh my God, man, he was perfect. This is the Sergio Oliveira that I've been waiting for all season. <laughs> it, just a few like balls that he couldn't put through. Because what I've noticed is our team makes a lot of runs past the line. There was a few times where he did get the ball in the back of the, their line. Remember, it was, I think one was Mertens where he shot at the goal and he missed or the goalie just saved it. But that, that that's the one of the biggest difference that I've seen is Sergio Oliveira, the way he's using him as of late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that also makes it harder for Kaiser to press because what I also noticed is the first 10 minutes, I was a bit like, oh, is it going to be one of those days again, right? Because we, we did start a bit slow. But after that, we just regained control. And, well, pretty much, I would say after that, Kaiser haven't really done much. Of course, it also helps that they went a man down. In extra time, we'll get to that a bit later. But Yeah, but that was when they were like 3-0 <laughs> down already. So they can't... It is, gonna it is. going to change much. Yeah, Kaiser just tried to press a bit, but... The, the way we outplayed them, like their defense was pretty much non-existent. There was like so much space for our uh, wingers or Icardi to exploit. It, mm-hmm. it, fe- it felt really good. It felt really good be- be- beyond those first 10 minutes again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to add on to that spacing, I mean, we this, this wasn't just, you know, because Kaiser happened to be bad at defense or you know, positioning. It's we, we created that, right? Our players, if you watched... They're constantly moving. And it's not just one or two players. It's every single player. And if you look at our player characteristics, right, and their skills, what they're known for, every single one of our players in the attack is good at this. Even our backs as well, Sam and Sacha. You might criticize Sam and his defensive ability or he's able to really, you know, is he as good as the rest of our lineup? No, absolutely not. Nobody will tell you otherwise. But is he able to do the basics? And that's constantly move, create action, Make defenders 
try and you know have them think about Sam and where he's going. And he does that. Sacha Bowie, obviously, he's always making that run down and up the field on his side. And you have Rashid Sankerem. Both of these guys are wingers. They're both hugging the sideline and they're both always making runs inside. They're always a threat to any defensive line that's defending against them. Mertens, obviously, you know, he's always moving. If you look at his field map, his heat map, he's everywhere on the field, right? Sometimes you might question, is he actually playing cam or defensive back, right? Because that's how involved he is <laughs> on every side of the pitch, everywhere he goes. Icardi, he's not slow and immobile like, you know, play like Gomis is. Instead, he's always making runs. If you've noticed, Kerem over the last few weeks, especially, he's constantly playing balls, like angled balls between basically the goalie and the defender where Icardi is making that run. And we always get some sort of threat out of it. If Icardi is not able to control it and play the ball back in, he's usually able to win a corner out of it because he he's that dangerous on the ball in his direction. So these guys are always moving and that confuses the defenses. So as long as we keep up the pressure and movement like we did against Kaiseri going forward, I don't really see any team in the Super League that can really match that. And unless they like really sit the, you know, park the bus and they just say, hey, you know, strikers, midfielders, defensive line, whoever you are, get back and just sit, then we might have a difficult time. But as long as the game is kind of open the way it was, then really teams have no chance to play against us. And um, that that's kind of like an overall observation that I made that, you know, I think, Sally, you kind of touched on that nicely there. Um, and... Sergio, not, not to reiterate, but the man has really, you know, you see it on social media too. I, I feel like Summit now. I'm always referring to social media, but, you know, I try to do it in a positive <laughs> way that's actually related to the game. But um, he's really <laughs> taken ownership of this team, guys. Like the way that he says he, he calls for fans to back, you know, the team up before games and after games. He's really mm -hmm. interacting with everybody. He does questionnaires, he does giveaways and things like that. And, you know, this is what you want to see from a guy who has a four-year contract with the team. You know, he was the first. Also, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to add before we don't, like, he gave Kerem the free kick and he was giving him advice on how to take the free kick, the goal that Kerem scored. Yeah, there's actually a lot props, of- wanna, Massive props. Yeah, there's a lot I want to talk about that moment too. Um, uh, should we just get into it right now? Because I actually, this, I was watching- nah, Go ahead. Man, I was- I was watching that game um, on two times speed because I, it was during it was on Friday and I was at the office so I kind of missed it but I was watching it so it's fresh in my mind right now. You don't watch the game on your second monitor, you know? Take I I had the phone on the side, but my director sits right next to me and I didn't want to be like you know the guy that's not Ask paying attention to Ask him or her to, to join you. He was actually <laughs> really supportive. Uh, he's like, do your thing. Like he was going for a walk in the afternoon. And he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother asking you to come for with a walk with me because I know you're watching your game. Do your thing. <laughs> and he, he's always asking me about <laughs> Gosset. But not, you know, to stay on topic, that free kick, right? Mertens won it, um, if, if you don't remember. And Kenan was right right near the ball where the, where the free kick happened live. And the first thing that Kenan does is he puts both of his hands up. He looks at Sergio and he looks at Mertens. He looks at Icardi, all three of these guys who are most likely to take the free kick. And he says, I got it. He says, I got it. He had the confidence from second one to lift his hands and be like, I got it. He looked at Sergio. Sergio was all the way on the wing. To your point, you know, you said Sergio has been tasked with staying on, you know, closer to the line and putting crosses in. That's exactly where he was. Kerem looked over at him in his direction and says, I got it. 
he puts the ball down and then you have Sergio and Icardi, you know, talking to him, whispering a couple of things, you know, covering their mouths. Like, are you sure you got it? Kevin is, ab- I mean, Kedem is absolutely focused, laser focused. Kevin. Oh my God. <laughs> I said Kevin. Kevin Akturkola. Yeah, Kevin Akturkola. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Um, so he's absolutely laser focused. And man, does he like absolutely put in a beautiful finish right over the wall into the left side, opposite side of the goalie. And the reaction after that as well from both Icardi and Mertens. Mertens, first of all, puts his like, I think he puts his like hand He's over like, his mouth. I map. can't believe he scored that. He's like, oh, that's my boy. That's my freaking boy. That's my child right there. And then Icardi. I love the vibes in the team right now, bro. I, I love it, man. Dude, incredible. This is the team I wanted. This is like the championship vibes right now, bro. In- incredible, man. Like, honestly, they, they ran to him afterwards. They hugged him. And, you know, Sergio, being our free kick specialist, kind of applauded, kept him after, like, good job. And and I think it was... they. they He's like, Ben Olsam, did it, do that. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, obviously... It'll hit the post if it was me, bro. <laughs> obviously, he has incredible power and whatnot, but he still hasn't scored a free kick, so which is kind of surprising. But, you know, the fact that... And this is this is Kerem's second free kick goal, right? Is it this season, yeah, the second one? Yeah, one last year. Oh, okay. I Last year he had one, and this year he has oh, one. Really? I okay, think. Okay, I, can't, I can't recall. I thought it was this season too. Nice. He's, he's uh, definitely scored like, before. He's definitely scored before. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember if it was earlier this season. Another world. Another worldly like this one. Yeah, and like just you know, my favorite thing was just like the the guys ran to him and they were like really impressed and proud of him. The fact that he mentally like showed strength to take ownership of that that opportunity, like. It wasn't even like a cocky way, like get lost, it's mine. It was like, guys, I got this, trust me. They trusted him. Ricardi was smiling, and he, bro. He fulfilled he, that he trust. Let him go. Yeah, dude, like that's that's all I wanted to say. I well, mean, but. Well, one thing I want to get into is uh, also that I actually put out a video of a training session and uh, saw it. They brought in a new technology, new barrage system from the Netherlands where you can actually adjust um, a barrage where it goes up and down based that's on what country. you input. Right? Yep. Yo, shout out to uh, the Netherlands, man. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Some shout out. And not you guys are used, no. <laughs> useful for something, finally. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was cool to see. Like, uh, I think the caption was something like, yeah, that wasn't on accident that he scored. Like, you know, we actually purposely trained that. And yeah, they showed that we have uh, this new barrage system, which, just like you mentioned before, adjusts to the opponent's eyes and moves up and down and that allowed Kerem to put in that worldly of a free kick. It was the fifth goal. I mean, of course, we were, we were already happy. But after that, like, geez, uh, another goal and like of this quality. That, that was just very good Now, to see. if they can bring a technology which would help Kerem with his first touches, mm-hmm. chef's kiss right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, people were constantly like talking down on Kerem early season man and like the character this kid has you know he's not his his ass isn't getting kissed like Arda Gules right for every little positive thing that he does and this kid maintained that like positive mentality to constantly work and you can see how hard he works to be at this level he might not have the 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 raw talent that Arda Gules for example has but he has that working tenacity you know like, um, I don't know if you guys know, Will Smith said this, it's not the talent that gets you to where you are, it's how much work you put in that will take you to great heights, which mm-hmm. I agree with. And um, Kerem has really, really showed me that. He he has the mentality there and he's not like 
distraught from all the criticism and negativity that has come his way ever since, you know, the, this league started. So I'm really happy to see this kid going to great heights. And people, if you're listening, don't, don't criticize the kid as much, please. He's he's working on it, man. We got to show him some love, some support from time to time. I mean, it speaks for itself, too, that pretty much the left wing is a nilt position for him. He, he He's like a guaranteed starter. And like, you know, in the beginning of the season, we were saying that Kerem and Yunus would be both starting. But Yunus, uh, yeah, we, we don't see as often anymore. And also this game, he wasn't subbed in. But Kerem, on the other hand, he, he's been, you know, working on just like you say. Putting in work consistently. And now he's reaping the rewards and getting better at it as well. I, 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 he still improves uh, game by game. Yeah, these things that he's uh, not good at, it's just, it can be improved. Like first touches, that can be improved. That can definitely be improved. And the the... The strength of your shots can also be improved because let's be real, his shots are pretty weak. Mm -hmm, it it's is, either yeah. it's going into the corner, top corner, or it's going straight into the goalie's hands. Like it, he can place like, them well. Like he's good at placing, but he always shoots right. the inside of his foot, which is uh, not that powerful, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You guys mentioned Mertens. Uh, well, Mertens is with us for another year after the Kaiseida game. His game, uh, his contract is being extended. He is our player now for another year. So the kudos to him shows how well he's been performing versus, you know, Mata, who I think was brought in to be the number 10 throughout the season. But Mertens took that spot. One thing I want to talk about is Torreira, guys. Torreira, look, what a performance from the guy. Like, he won us that, our, our what, our second penalty? What are you doing in the box, man? He's playing like a striker, man. This kid, <laughs> this guy, he's defending like a like a maniac, like your pit bull, like they call him the Ant-Man, actually. And this man is in the box getting penalties. First of all, do you guys not find it crazy that it took five minutes for VAR to confirm that penalty? This man got drop kicked in the face and was bleeding in front <laughs> of the ref. What, yeah. yo, what more do you need? Uh, does he have to get decapitated? Like, bro, these refs, man, I'm telling you. Meanwhile, other teams, they get, you know, a slight shove in the box and get called uh, a, a fake penalty right on the box. But Jesus Christ, what is going on, bro? I understand you guys want to make the league as um, exciting as possible, but gee, this is not the way, man. Then you get people con constantly, like, questioning the Mehake and the Tefefe and Mrs. Uh, Orta. Yeah, it I was know. bizarre we, we, that it took a long time. Like the, five the minutes, bro, almost five minutes. The first time you see it, you were like already like like okay. First of all, this is like a very 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 obvious, uh, well penalty and also a red card. Like he, he just like you said, he drops kicks he drop kicks him in the face. After you know what I always find funny with this situation as well, like how afterwards like uh, I think his name's Hosseini, right, the Persian guy. Hosseini, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't touch him. I mean, come on, bro. They're like, <laughs> no, I didn't kill him, man. He's okay. Look, he's, uh, he's fine. <laughs> you can like clearly see it on the tape as well. Torreira bleeding, just like you said before, uh, on his chin, I think. Uh, man, like, I don't know why the call took that long either. You know why I think that it took that long? Because I think they were spending like five minutes trying to rewind the whole game to see if they can cancel it by any means necessary. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's why I think it took that long. They were just vibing. Like, I mean, we've heard the recordings before. It sounds like a big fuck, uh, fucking Turkish cafe over there. They were just <laughs> talking about some yeah. random stuff. And <laughs> uh, New York, başka neler var? You know, like. I know. Listen, I, I, I do. Bro, it's I do such amateurish, bro. It is. It is. Hey, but look, we we have to count our blessings. We it took five minutes, but I'm glad that the call was made. Right, like we have to still be thankful for that. Um, you know, for we should, but bro, like if this wasn't given, like the one before, if that wasn't given, look, even the Karam yeah, penalty exactly. position, right? Because you know, it, it's it's still a foul, but you could say that was a. Of course, that's much softer compared to this one. But if they didn't give this one, then I I I would have like no words left anymore. Like this, is like the most most obvious thing in yeah. the world to give a pen for. Like yeah. I can already somehow see the scenes how uh, like rival fans would be able to justify like no no it's not a pen because you know yada yada yada. But I'm I'm glad, but. On the other hand, like your card, if they don't give this one, you know, I actually like saw some. Ridiculous. Yeah, I saw some fans actually say like, you know, isn't isn't there some sort of rule to like, you know, for, for short players like Torreira who is near some people's like leg height when they lift it? Like, is there no rule to stop that from being called? Oh, ha, bro! I'm like, are you serious, man? Like, <laughs> you you, you see, like, you see everything. People. You see everything, man. It's kind it's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh man that would be crazy <laughs> I've never heard I'm that before I'm not gonna even different yeah, because he's me... short but he can't win any headers he's already like I mean bro he, he can, jumped but... in the air bro he was like it... he's not that like low to the ground if he was mm-hmm. low low to the ground I would understand but he wasn't low to the ground and this guy is just like an Olympic medalist he, he put his leg all the way up in the air and, and, and the kicked thing, him in the face I know and the thing with that as well was that Yes, he did put his leg up in the air, but I don't know if you guys saw it uh, as well, but while he was lowering his leg, he kind of put a little motion in it as well, like again. Yeah, like yeah he didn't retract it. it. I know, exactly. He, yeah, like, what are you expecting, bro? Like, there was intent there. there. Well, there was no intent to not kick him in the face, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's one of the other goals. Cardi putting away those two goals. From the pens, but damn, man. The first goal, what a team play. I mean, you know how we criticize this team for not being able to play out the back and score goals that way? Because we're always, like, the way we scored goals was always capitalizing off of mistakes from other teams. But we started off, again, Sergio in that midfield gave a nice ball to Cam. Cam has been more of a playmaker than a winger lately. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys noticed. Mm-hmm. He puts an amazing ball overhead putting Icardi behind that defense line and Icardi, mwah, chef's kiss finished right there and finishes it. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm liking that I see from this team is there's variations to our play. We have different ways and methods of opening teams up. I, I've noticed this and I'm really enjoying this. There's one thing that I would like us to improve on, just one thing, and it's um, our organization against teams that are closing the box like squaring balls into the box. Like, again, Sasha Bowie is probably one of these, like, he's guilty. He's not, he's always crossing the ball overhead, overhead, overhead. Mm-hmm. We're never squaring the ball into the box. We did it once today, but no one was there to capitalize on it. Um, But yeah, I think uh, we played really well. Let's put a, dude, Rashidza. 
We need to get this guy's uh, bonsai every time. Someone's gonna be like, please, man. No, nope. can we please get but, this done? Like for me, that's priority with Icardi. Like in terms of existing players and retaining the squad the way it is, and you know potentially selling or whatever, he needs to stay on this team. Like his his work effort is unmatched. Number one, he, he's a decent age. He's got several years ahead his of him. His goal, bro. His goal is amazing. Like. As I described it before, you know, he used his physique, his speed to just kind of push through. And, you know, he, he created that goal for himself in a way, right? I think it came out of, you know, midfield pressure. We won the, the ball and we just kind of laid it off to him and he did his thing. Like that that's kind of added nothing in a way because of his own skills and skill set. So absolute respect. But like when you see a player, your teammate, putting in the effort that he does game in, game out, that encourages you and motivates you to do the same. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that. And that's so yeah. underrated from him. Every team needs a guy like him on the field. Minimum in, like, the squad, right? Like, how many how many players do we have in our squad that's that to that level of, you know, focus and level output? I would just, off the top of my head, a few. I mean, we are, we're blessed with actually a very good Bowie. squad. But Bowie's <laughs> like that. Balkan's like that. I think Micho is like that when he plays. Torreira. Okay, we're, we really are lucky. Yeah, we have a lot more. <laughs> Just because we have a lot, that doesn't mean I don't want him. Okay, I kind of maybe use my own argument against me, but uh, we need to keep him. Like even if he's not going to mm -hmm. be an absolute starter next season, he's and he's, he's happy here. He's, he's happy. happy. He said he said my family likes it here. I like his stumble. I mean, you know they but wouldn't they they relate right? He's he's uh, he's Kosovo. Uh, how do you say it? like Kosovan? Kosovan. Oh, he's from Kosovo. Salah, how do you say it? Do you know. <laughs> Do you I'm even actually, know? Yeah. Look, our Americans yeah, here, okay. we're all idiots all right. when it comes to No, no, no. I called out the historian Sadi. If he doesn't know, then I get a break, okay? Yeah, so, you get yeah a break. exactly. Yeah, I also don't know official. Uh, so he's Kosovan. I think it's just Kosovan. Maybe Kosovan. 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 I'm, I'm going to look it up. Sorry to all our Anyways. friends from Kosovo listening. To Anyways, us. he we relates. Are idiots. Okay? Thank you. He relates, okay? that's He understands the culture and, you know, he likes it here. Who doesn't? So we have to keep him. Um, that That's all I really have to say about that. He's been finding the net recently. Uh, he struggled in the first half of the season, not because of lack of effort, but just a little bit of luck and positioning. That's fine. Now he's finding the goal. So that's great. Um, you, li you like to see that from him. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Actually, I had a few things here. Bowie, bro. From the first half, Bowie. I mean, dude, I think he's regaining his old form. He's, uh, dude. Wasn't Mane one of the most informed players for Kaisers? And then Bowie goes, oh, Pilar Nerea. Bro, I didn't <laughs> see Mane go anywhere near the goal. I think Musler had his most comfortable game all season that in this Kaisers sport game. Yeah, all one season, save, I think. Right? One, it's not even a save. It went mm -hmm. straight into his, uh, his hands in the middle. That's it. There's nothing else, bro. Literally, man did nothing. He could have set up a chair, a lawn chair, and just watched the game. He could have grabbed some nice tea, some nice buckle on the side, and just enjoyed the game. Nelson too, bro. Look, dude, dude, Nelson is insane. The amount of comfort I have knowing that Nelson is playing is unrivaled. And I get there was a position where people said, oh, he should have had a red card because I think he got, well, he not I think, he got into a, a an altercation with Theom and he was mm -hmm. the last man along with Theom. Mm -hmm. But... It was not offside, but what people are saying was the reason that VAR might have not given a red card, which he, I thought... He had no control it, of the ball, right? Yeah, the ball was yeah. in the air, right? And so the altercation happened when he didn't have the ball in control. I, look, I'm not an expert, 
on these uh, situations, but I understand that there are some roles that these refs can use to interpret the situation. If you ask me, it could have been a red card. I wouldn't have complained if it was a red card because mm-hmm. I've seen it given. But again, it's up to the to the VAR, man. The, you can't blame the ref here. It's, again, it's the VAR like, situation. Like again, if, if you would get a red card, right? For this game, of course, it does have uh, repercussions for the game afterwards. But for this game, game. It, it wouldn't have mattered as much for this game. Because we were at that mm-hmm. point, I think, 3 or 4 nil up anyway. I, I don't think we would have given out the game by then. Uh, anyway, and I, yeah. I, I share the same opinion as well. Like, last man, uh, I, I would have expected... Uh, like, if it was a red card, I would have, you know, be content with that. Um, right, right. Also, <laughs> I just quickly looked it up <laughs> on uh, what do you call people from Kosovo. And apparently, Kosovar is actually not what they want to be called because they don't want to be treated as a different nation. They call themselves Albanians because, well, in the end, they are Albanian. Oh, Albanians. Okay. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> well, historian Sali with this fact of the week indirectly is here <laughs> clutch once again. We, we have something. <laughs> yeah, we got something. I know, <laughs> no, wow. I, I learned that one for okay. the first time today. And, and uh, now back to uh, Nelson itself. And Emma, you just said how comfortable you are with Nelson in the back. I mean, I think we all are. But is that mostly, would you say, due to the fact that Nelson really is that good? Or maybe rather knowing that if Nelson isn't there, we have, you know, either Khan uh, step in. Nelson Which is that so dude. Nelson uh, is your insurance man, bro. You know, like when your house burns down, you have that insurance. When your midfield's breaking down, when your uh, wings are breaking down, last minute ditch effort that comes mm-hmm. from Nelson is is so reassuring. Oh, mm-hmm. and also the air dude. This guy has some of the most um, air duels won in the league. So a lot of teams try to implement that strategy where yo. Gossarai is pressing us. Let's just uh, hit it up the field and uh, let our player bring it down and take the ball and control it from there and go forward. Nelson's like, nah, bro, I'm not having any of that. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, you you can't get that from Khan Ihan. You cannot get that from Emin Bayram. You can get it from Abdu Kidim, but sometimes it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, Nelson's there is like, I got you, bro. You know yeah, what Nelson, I mean? Nelson feels like the more classic uh, center back, while Abdul Karim, just like you said, or or a Khan in a sense, is more like the more of a ball playing type. Yeah, bro. Defender. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think, like Yasin mentioned earlier, I don't think Khan Ihan is a bad player. I just don't think he has the capabilities that Nelson has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, bro. But um, again. <sighs> I think, I think... Okay, so one thing I wanted to talk about is the coach and the subs. Let's got to talk about Zaniolo, bro. Yes, I was just about to say. People were mm-hmm. shitting on Zaniolo for his performance in the Bushrock game, which I thought wasn't that bad. But um, this man comes in and he scores a banger. Yasin, take it away, bro. Take it away. Yeah, he, he comes on. And I, I want to express the importance of that. Again, back to my earlier comment about shaping the game and setting the tone. Some of these guys are just not capable because they don't have that skill and ability. Some guys are just new and they're still understanding how we play and how we want mm-hmm. to play. You start Zaniolo when he has very little games played at Galsai, very little time trained with the players and the coach after... You know, the experience that he had at Roma and the time that he played, you can't expect him to get on the pitch as a starter and shape 
our attack. I mean, of course, it's not one person's responsibility, but as one of two wingers in our attack, you have to expect every single person to shape up our attack some way, somehow. You can't expect Zaniol to do that mm -hmm. because the kid is here trying to prove himself, trying to find goals, you know, do his thing. Is he, is he a selfish player? No, it doesn't come to that. He might turn out to be. We have yet to see that because he's only been here for a short period of time. Now, if you get him off the bench when he's still getting into match fitness and he's still figuring out what he needs to do and the, the shape of the game is already formed. I mean, when he came on before he scored his goal, it was already, what, 5 nothing. So the, the game is already shaped up, right? So now he just has to show his skill and he absolutely did that. I mean, we saw the connection once again between two ex-Roma players, two ex-Roma teammates, I should say, between Sergio and Zaniolo. And guess what? To your point, once again, Emre, what did Sergio do? Where was he? Was on the left side of the field. Not there you in, go, baby. Not in the there middle. You go. He was on the left side, looked up, lifted his head, and what did he see? He saw this giant, beautiful Italian young man run behind the defense, <laughs> and he... Beautiful ball. Absolutely beautiful ball. One touch that, unfortunately, you know, some of our players have to work on, but Zaniol is gifted with this, right? One touch in front of him, away from the defense, meanwhile, away from the Meanwhile, keeper. he was getting... He was getting pushed by the guy said player from behind. Yeah, dude, like that's mm -hmm. that skill, right? To make that run, to to withhold your strength, to keep your balance. And while doing all this, having a first time touch right in front of you where you can lay it off for a second time shot. And the way that he shot it, the strength that he had it, the you know, the force of it, the the low conviction, the spot of it, mm -hmm. everything. Absolutely beautiful. It happened so... Bro, he could put a ball into orbit, bro, with that power, bro. What was that, bro? Dude, <laughs> insane, man. Like, it was 5 nothing. We were already spoiled. The, the vibes were already immaculate, and he does that. Like, if you listen to the fans, it's like, they're doing their thing. By the way, the fans are incredible. If any of you oh, listeners yeah, were you there... Oh, yeah, bro, we have to. Woo, yeah. They went off. They went off. And if, 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 as a listener, you were there, thank you. You were incredible. You did your part. If you have yet to go to a game this season... We expect a similar performance when you go next time. With that said, the fans were immaculate. They were doing their thing. But when he shot that ball and went in, my God, was the, the sound at a different level. In fact, you know, I don't think it was confirmed, but they said that there was a new decibel you know, record broken in that moment when he scored. I, I don't know how correct this is, but I believe it just because of how shocking it was. Like if you're if you're already, you know, singing cheering on or whether you're sitting down smoking a cigarette or eating in that moment every single person in that stadium screamed because that's how shockingly amazing it was and that's what zaniola does right that that's why you brought zaniola on of course in this case it wasn't game changing you know it's not like his goal gave us an extra point or anything like that but it goes to show that we have a lot of weapons and that gives him the confidence it gives good vibes to the fans and the rest of his teammates. Like, incredible. And one more thing that I want to add on before I leave it to you guys. I'm sorry, I'm kind of hogging the conversation on Zaniola, but with time in this team under Okan Buruk, Zaniolo is going to become an even better player, but also a better teammate. Because he's going to realize that he doesn't need to have all that responsibility on himself. He's going to get comfortable with who he is and who he's around. He's going to get comfortable that his coach trusts him in certain positions. And when that comfort comes... His coach speaks Italian too. What else do you <laughs> want, man? 
But like, as, as he realizes this, because he's still young too, but as he realizes with time, he's going to play more team-friendly ball. He's going to pass. He's going to get into open positions more often. He's not going to cause issues. You know, this you see it with Kedem, right? Like, I think, Emre, you said it before. Kedem, for some reason, he's said just... said a lot of things today, apparently. He's, he's looking for these passes to Icardi. He's doing an extra... He's putting extra effort to make that pass, to get that assist. It's not just about Kerem and the goals and the shots that he makes anymore in his mind. Kerem has now also taken ownership of this team and says, look, I'm a team player because every guy that's around me, whether I look left, right, back, or forward, all of these guys are skilled and all these guys can commit, do a good job to getting this team to winning. Because as Adam Tumur has said, as especially as Okan Buruk has said many times this season, our ultimate goal is to become champions as a team. And you see that you see that mentality in the team week after week yeah. after week. So if you can get Zaniolo to get on that page, you know, sooner than later, he's gonna have a lot more moments where we're gonna be absolutely obsessing over and watching his replays for because he's gonna make that difference in us becoming champions, hopefully. So beautiful yeah. sight. Mm -hmm. Beautiful sight. I wanna touch up on Zaniolo. Zaniolo apparently came out and said he's looking forward to actually staying another year. He said he's very happy here. And uh Salih, I want to ask you one thing. I don't know if this is an Italian thing. You are more, you're closer to them than we are. Um, <laughs> after the game, Zaniolo took off his shirt to give to a fan. I was like, I thought it was going to end there, but this man takes off his shorts there and he's butt naked. Not butt naked, but he's in his underwear. I found that hilarious. Is that an Italian thing? Did from he not I know, care? <laughs> from what I know, um, and I, I, I only recently learned about this through, like, a, I think CBS Sports. I think that's, like, an American program, no? Yeah, CBS? yes, CBS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On there uh, came the legendary striker of uh, Alessandro Del Piero. And they were also talking about this, not about our game, but about, like, Italian players, like, getting off their clothes and, like, almost giving everything off. And, yeah, apparently that's, like, a normal thing after, like, a big game, or especially during a championship, once you, like, get the title. They basically just go butt naked. Like the fans <laughs> want everything off you and they're used to it. So they just give everything off and walk off with their uh, undies. <laughs> I'm sure all the all the ladies out there are happy to see it. <laughs> yeah, they won't mind. They probably want more of it. They probably want Icardi to do the same as well. I've never seen Icardi do it, but that's he's Argentinian. so But he does have Italian blood, which I found out later on. Mm -hmm. um, and many Argentinians do. Like a lot of, I think yeah, Messi yeah. as well. I think he has Argent uh, Italian slash Spanish blood. Something like that. The GOAT? Yes. We're speaking about the GOAT today, mm -hmm. who might be going back to Bartha. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. He doesn't need to be in PSG. No offense. PSG, give us a cardi, please. Um, but yeah, look, great game from us. A great response to the Bashak Shade game. It's great from Okan Hoja to actually just come back and show Childish Atan who's the boss. And I got, okay, look, he, he does get on my nerves, all these, he's Beshik Tusher, right? I, anyway. I think so, yeah. Props to him, though. He's taken Kaiser to Spore and brought them to, what, seventh place on the leaderboards? Yeah, that's crazy. Honestly. With, with basically scraps. So, we got to give props where props do. Um, and our team, man, look. <laughs> not only is our first XI OP, but the guys that came in. Okay, Gomez is not as good as he used to be. Okay, he shot the bed a little bit there. But Zaniolo, you got Berkan, you have Mata, you have Leo Dubois. Then you have other players on the bench like Bush, Alpari, Yunus, Misho. You know, 
and 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 dude, this team hopefully at the end of the season gets what they deserve and hopefully that's the championship. But in order for us to get there, we need to focus on our next game, which is the Alanya game. That's which in two days. This Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Boys, let's uh, get your thoughts on this game. What are we thinking? Yasin. Uh, well, yeah, I guess start. what I'm thinking right now is that I'm working from home on Tuesday and I'm not going to the office, so I don't miss that. Um, so that's number one. Number two, really, uh, jokes aside, Alanya is potentially a tough team. I think they're always a tough team. Something about Alanya's sport that always kind of just like makes me wonder. But I think we got things kicked off with this Kaiser sport game. I think the concentration is that a high level right now. I think we can be even more concentrated, but that'll come with more wins as we go into the last stretch of the season. But the, no jokes, uh, business, strictly business, strictly focus. Okan Buruk and the team, they felt what it feels like to be the winning team and to get a taste of what it's like to be you know, a team that deserves a championship. I think we'll continue our run against Alanyaspor. They're actually not in good form. Their last five games uh, is a loss, draw, loss, loss, and a win. The last time that they won, let's see here, was against Başakşehir uh, in March, early March. Who lost against Istanbul Spore. Yeah, so they're they're not interesting enough. Yeah, um, they they lost to Antalya Spore. They they tied Girasun. They uh, they lost to Fenerbahce. But um, yeah, I, I think everybody's healthy, right? Uh, there's no suspensions that I'm aware of, so we should be able to come out with pretty much the ideal eleven again. And uh yeah, let's let's do our thing. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a nice four one win. Yep. Four one, God Jesus damn. Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man's really going for it. <laughs> All right. Uh I kind of agree with Yasin though that uh, Alanya is in a bad place, but we know Ersunyanal and uh how he feels about Galsarai. You know, last time what was it? it? Was the last game against him his, with his tenure at Fenerbahce? One of the games where he's like, "Oh, I think we we put Galatasaray in a position where we might have actually kept them from the championship." <laughs> I don't think that was his last game, but yeah. someone who says that is probably going to go, you know, all out for his ex team. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know how he feels, but yeah, Talib, if you, you probably aren't on the same page as Yasin. Like you from your reaction four one, but what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> no, I I'm, I am on the same page. It's just uh, score wise. Well, score wise, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. Score wise, yeah. So there are two things, right? That's conflicting for me. One, it's Esunyanal. I mean, he's a Fenerbahce uh, ex Fener coach. I think he'll try to you know put in that extra mile uh, against us, pretty much. But on the other hand, just like Yasi mentioned before. Alanya have been in really poor form. Like, look, I don't want to jinx it again because last time I said it, we lost the game, um, uh, which was against Konya, I think. But Konya Sport. Sorry, yes. did, but that did, game sorry. was a different story. Did we lose that game because of what you said or something else that you did? Nah, okay. Maybe, okay, okay. Okay. maybe also something else, <laughs> which, of course, I won't do uh, anymore. But look, based on, based on form... They're like bottom, like bottom of the table. They're 17th. Of course, we don't count Antep and Hatay anymore because, well, they don't play. But they're they're doing really bad. So I do expect a win. I mean, we we also have to go for a win. And I feel like as uh, Kaasai, when we, you know, when the pressure's on, I, f I feel like we, we just deliver. That's just the thing we do. 
and therefore I think we'll win, and it will be just a 2-0 victory. I don't expect it to go like 4-1 or whatever. Just a clean 2-0 victory. Look, 1-0, I'll take that as well. As long as these refs um, don't screw us over, which I expect they will try to screw us over, because uh, we saw what happened in the last uh, game that Fenerbahce had, how easy it is for to take three points from one team and to deliver it to another team. And I, I hope that doesn't end up happening to us, but hopefully the team understands this threat, understands the value that this game will bring if we get the three points because same week, your your opponents are playing a tough game away, which might not be as tough as it looks actually, but you still need to win this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Lads, I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves today. It's been a while since we last talked. Yeah. You guys don't have anything else to say? No, just uh, just keep supporting us. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. As always, any critique is well appreciated on Twitter, yep. Instagram, wherever. If if you don't like something that I said, let us know. If you like something that we did say, let us know so we continue to kind of go about it that way. Otherwise, mm-hmm. keep listening, keep supporting. We do this for you guys. Of course, we enjoy ourselves talking about Gossai, but it's for you guys at the end of the day. So appreciate it. Yep. You can find us at the Lions Den GS on Twitter, Instagram. If you guys have any questions, if you want us to answer your questions, you can leave us messages. You can directly message us if you want. If you want to give us props, you want to give Eren, Samed, anyone props for what they do on Twitter, you guys feel free. Or, uh, you, with that or, you, said, wanna, or you want to join the Discord. Don't forget, forget about that. Ah, yes, we have a Discord. Yes, that's active. During uh, game days, we have nice discussions. If you guys want to join that as well, hit us up on uh, yeah, Instagram or Twitter, and we'll give you an invite. Uh, with that said, it's been episode 51 of the Lions Den. Thank you for joining us. Have a good one, and peace out. See you. Bye. bye.